Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Healing Life Wisdom. I'm Tiffany Windsor. On this episode, my guest and I will be talking about making the switch to natural cosmetic products. I'm delighted to welcome my sister, Candice Liccione. Hi, Candice. Hi, Tiffany. It's great to be here. We want to let people know about the toxicity of many of the cosmetic and skincare products that we all are using. I'd like to start out with some background about the dangerous chemicals and the idea most people have that the FDA regulates cosmetic ingredients. Unfortunately, just because something is sold over-the-counter does not make the products safe for use. Go online and type in dangers of cosmetics, and you will find lots of information that's really disturbing. At Mercola.com, Dr. Mercola reports that there are almost 13,000 chemicals used in cosmetics, and only 10% have been tasted tested for safety. Although the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has the authority to regulate ingredients in cosmetics and personal care products, they often do not exercise it. Personal care products are allowed to reach store shelves without any prior approval by any agency. Only after a product has demonstrated harm or has been misbranded or adulterated may the FDA take action. Okay, that's pretty scary. That is. (laughs) (laughs) You... You know, you may be surprised by the number of toxic chemicals that likely reside in your bathroom cabinets. The average woman in the U.S. uses 12 personal care products each day. I'm nowhere near that, but that's an interesting statistic. And those 12 personal care products contain nearly 168 different chemicals. While the European Union, also known as the EU, has been more proactive in regulating the number of chemicals in their consumers, let me start this again, Um, they've been more proactive in regulating the number of chemicals their consumers are exposed to in cosmetics, the U.S. has not. Dr. Steve Zhu, that's spelled X-U, dermatologist from McGaw Medical Center at Northwestern University, states that the EU banned more than 1,000 chemicals. We in the U.S. have only banned 10. They've been very proactive about looking at chemical safety and putting the burden on manufacturers to prove their cosmetic products are safe. This type of chemical exposure is not insignificant to your health, especially when these are products you use each and every day over the course of your lifetime. In an environmental defense report titled Heavy Metal Hazard, the health risks of he- this is Sarah, this is like a I don't know. <laughs> the health risk of hidden heavy metals in face makeup. Twenty one researchers shared results from testing in forty nine different makeup items, including powder, blushes, mascaras, lipsticks, and foundations. The testing revealed serious heavy metal contamination in virtually all of the products. 96% contained lead, 90% contained beryllium, 61% contained thallium, 51% cadmium, and 20% contained arsenic. That's a very serious list. (laughs) It it is, but there's more here. Hold on. HelloGlow.com has an extensive list of the top ingredients to avoid in cosmetic products. Now, you think we've been uh, tongue-tied up until now? Wait until I try and challenge this list. Okay, they are 
polyethylene glycols, also known as PEGs, sodium lauryl sulfate. We see that a lot in a lot of um, body products. It's in almost all the body products that I've looked at recently. BHA oxybenzone, aminophenol diaminobenzene, phenylenediamine, which is coal tar, parabens, uh, which uh, also I believe relates to fragrance, retinol palmitate, retinoic acid and retinol, dibutyl phthalate, toluene, formaldehyde, petroleum distillates, hydroquinone, uh, and, and so, you know, they always say if you can't pronounce it on the label, don't use it. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what that means. So let's talk about more specifics. Sodium lauryl sulfate is used in many products and causes skin irritation, canker sores, disruptions of skin's natural oil balance, and eye damage, also widely believed to be a major contributor to acne, especially cystic acne, around the mouth and chin. Next up, B. HA used in exfoliants and perfumes, reasonably anticipated to be a human carcinogen and can cause skin depigmentation. BHA produces liver damage and can cause stomach cancers in animal studies, interferes with normal reproductive system development and thyroid hormone levels. The EU considers it unsafe in fragrances. Triclosan, which is used in liquid products, and triclocarban, used in bar soaps and also used in toothpaste, deodorant, and antibacterial soap, is linked to hormonal disruption, bacterial resistance, impaired immune function, and increased allergies. Aminophenol, diaminobenzene, phenylene, diaminase, <laughs> used in hair dye and shampoo, which is also known as coal tar, is a known carcinogen. The FDA sanctions coal tar and dandruff and psoriasis shampoos, and long-term safety has never yet been determined. Parabens are something we're hearing about recently. They're used in makeup, moisturizers, shaving gel, shampoos, personal lubricants, and spray tan products. Parabens mimic estrogen. The FDA acknowledges several studies linking it to breast cancer, skin cancer, and decreased sperm count. Longer-chain parabens like propyl and butyl paraben counterparts may disrupt the endocrine system and cause reproductive and developmental disorders. Look for ingredients that have the suffix paraben on it and only buy paraben-free products, which will be labeled paraben-free. I want to note at this point, I don't know how many people actually know anything about their endocrine system because I had to go look it up earlier today. I wasn't exactly sure. So I want to let everybody know how important these chemicals are because they're really big on interrupting your endocrine system and messing with it. Your endocrine system is a collection of glands that produce hormones that regulate metabolism, growth and development, tissue function, sexual function, reproduction, sleep, and mood, and include the glands your pituitary, thyroid, parathyroid, adrenals, pancreas, ovaries in the female, and testicles in the men. We just want you to understand how important these um, chemical, what these chemicals are doing to your body, and, and these are really important glands that are should not be any more toxic than they already are. So we just wanted to let you know what your um, your endocrine system was. Yes, 
good, very good to know as we educate about all these chemicals, we need to learn more about our bodies too. Yes. Polyethylene, uh, also known as pegs, are in scrubs, body wash, makeup, and toothpaste. Pegs are tiny plastic beads in face or lip scrubs or exfoliating washes made from polyethylene. They're used because they are gentler on the skin rather than natural exfoliators such as walnut shells. These synthetic chemicals are frequently contaminated with 1,4-dioxane, which the U.S. government considers a probable human carcinogen as it readily penetrates the skin and is a skin irritant never to be used on broken skin. These beads are not filtered by our sewage systems, meaning they can collect pollutants and go on to be consumed by fish and marine animals. I have read about that. Retinol. Retinol is used in moisturizers, lip products, sunscreen, and anti-aging products. Retinol has the opposite effect on aging because um, it becomes carcinogenic in sunlight. If you wish to use them, use only at night and avoid using sunscreens with retinol. Petroleum distillates are used in mascara and can cause dermatitis and are often contaminated with cancer-causing impurities. Um, fragrances. You'll see on a label sometimes it just says fragrance. doesn't say what is the fragrance or where it came from. Fragrances in the products are used in moisturizers, deodorant, lotions, face creams, shampoo, and conditioners. Federal law does not require manufacturers to list the chemicals used in fragrances. There are an average of 14 chemicals in 17 brand-name fragrance products, and they contain some of the top allergens in the world and contain hormone disruptors. Oxybenzone is used in sunscreen is a high-risk chemical. It acts like estrogen in the body, it alters sperm production in animals, and is associated with endometriosis in women and may disrupt your hormone system. We've discussed the toxic ingredients in sunscreens on other podcasts, but unfortunately, people still aren't listening. We want you to be sure to check your sunscreen for toxic ingredients before putting them on yourself or your children. There are natural sunscreens available. They'd be a little bit more expensive, but they're certainly worth it. Dibutyl phylate, toluene formaldehyde are used in nail polish and other nail products. This is called the toxic trio. It's linked to burst effects, endocrine disruption, which we just talked about, headaches and respiratory problems, and is advised to avoid altogether. Brands like OPI and Zoya have pledged to remove these chemicals from their products. Um, I have talked to people in my shop about the nail polish and the nail products and the, the gel and everything they're using now, and people really don't really want to know the, the details on the chemicals, and they do know. They've told me, oh, they know it has formaldehyde in it, but that's okay. I don't know how that's okay with them, but they don't want to stop getting their manis and petties, and they, you know, they know this is not good for them, but they still go all the time. And they even come in discussing how bad it is for their fingernails, all the gel polish and whatever. And some of them have like really soft, squishy nails, and they still go. It's like I don't understand it because they do know better. What do you think, Tiff? I guess all we can do is just keep talking about this, and when it comes up, uh, I. Uh, that's what happens to me. There's like conversations that go on. It's like, did you know this? And some people are open to listening. Some people don't want to hear it all. And we're actually going to talk about <laughs> touching back on a podcast we did on fluoride. I had an interesting conversation the other day at lunch. And and so you're right. People just, they don't want to hear. And, and so 
All we can do is keep talking about it. I don't know. We'll be a broken record, Candace. We will. At some point, it will somehow come into their consciousness. But at the moment, it's something they just want to avoid because they want to keep getting their nails done. There are um, brands that don't have all those chemicals. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tried them once, and my only problem with them, they lasted really well. I couldn't get it off. (laughs) Oh, interesting. They come with their own um, nail polish remover. Oh, okay. They do work. Um, Mm -hmm. I I forget what the name of them is, but they do work. But um, I had a terrible time getting them off, and I don't normally wear nail polish, so I didn't want to leave it on. Um, Right. But I do believe our nails should breathe, and and they should be happy happy and healthful and not covered in (laughs) goop and and chemicals. Right. Um, Going back to our list, Hydroquinone is a skin lightener. The FDA warns skin bleaching chemicals can cause a skin disease called ochronoise, which has disfiguring and irreversible blue-black lesions on skin. Illegally imported skin lighteners can contain mercury, so avoid if the label has mercury, calomel, mercurio, or mercurio chloride in it. Candace, when you think of all the cosmetic products that everybody uses, you know, do, do they ever consider that they have toxic ingredients? So many people don't read the cosmetic labels and have no well, idea they contain so many chemicals. Since I was working on this and I looked in my drawer and I looked, you know, I went to the, the drugstore and looked in the cosmetic section and it's amazing there are so many products. And what I realized is that generally people wouldn't know unless somebody tells them because the packaging you throw away, and the ingredients on each package is written in the smallest print possible that I actually had to get a magnifying glass to read it. Wow. So people may not be as aware as we think because it is labeled, but you can't read it. And normally you get a tube of lipstick or something, you throw the package right away. So you're not sitting there looking at the ingredients. So as I started to go through ingredients, it was like, that's amazing. <laughs> um, that, you know, we wouldn't think to... Uh, to actually read it unless you have an allergy or something you're looking for. Most people would never read the label. Right. So, everyone, I encourage you, check out your makeup, your shampoos, deodorants, skin products. The list is endless, and make sure that you are aware of what is going on your skin. Everything you put on your skin goes into your body. Remember that. They say don't put anything on your skin that you wouldn't put into your mouth. And when I tell people that, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I think <laughs> I know. I, somebody said the other day, I don't know what it was, and she asked me if she could put it on her skin, and I said, "Would you put it in your mouth?" And she goes, "Well, what does that mean?" <laughs> mm. I said, "Because when it goes into your skin, it goes into your body, it goes into your bloodstream. That's how um, aromatherapy and essential oils work. Or if you put a clove right. of garlic in the bottom of your foot, that goes right into your to your body and and circulates. Right. So you right. really have to think, would I put this in my mouth?" And most of the time, it would be absolutely not. Right. So people do need to know that, and they they just don't think of it. Um, back to makeup. I don't use much makeup, but I checked some things in my makeup drawer and found most had natural products because I've been, I mean, natural ingredients because I've been uh, working on that. But I did find some items that had some bad ingredients listed above. There was a concealer that had polyethylene and phenoethanol. There was a mascara that had petroleum distillates. Now, most um, uh, mascara does. It seems to be the petroleum must keep it on better or it's long-lasting or or the waterproof. I don't know, but a lot of Mm -hmm. them have petroleum distillates in it. They also have parabens and BHA. The eyeshadow was also phenoethanol. 
Um, I've tried many natural makeup products and not have not liked a lot of them. They didn't stay on. They weren't as long-lasting. But it is um, really important that you check all the labels and and make sure that you are having things that are not bad for you. Even if you buy them in a natural food store, they can still have really bad ingredients. doesn't matter. There's not a lot of, uh, like we said, the FDA doesn't uh, approve any of this. So people can use whatever, and some of the people, even in the natural foods and the natural products, are using products that are not, uh, or ingredients that are not good. We've gotten used to the brand name products, and they do stay on very well, but we need to consider letting go of them, the chemicals that make the makeup stay on, and allow a little less staying power of your makeup or mascara. Putting all the chemicals on our skin are not doing us any good, and we need to remove as many chemicals in our lives as we can, and skincare products are a good start. If we stop buying products with all these chemicals, manufacturers will start to listen. They're in it for the money, and if we stop buying the products, they will begin to change what they're putting in their products. We have to be vocal, and we have to let them know, and it, from their point, it's all about the money, but if they're not making the money, they will make changes. Um, I also went on to um, an herb company's website that I buy from, which is called Frontier Co-op, and they sell a lot of different natural products from different manufacturers. And so the first one I looked at was Beauty Without Cruelty brand, and it was an ink eyeliner. It was paraben-free, but it had two toxic ingredients, phenethanol, which causes eczema and allergic reactions, and butyl glycol, which is toxic. They also had Beauty Without without cruelty with mascara, which is polyethylene and phenoethanol. Can't speak these terms anymore. Um, also, Honeybee Gardens, their mascara started out looking good. It was paraben-free, but it has polyhydrosteric acid, which is rated, rated low hazard, but it bioaccumulates on your skin. Polyglyceride stearate, methylcellulose, propandol, and all these very long names of chemicals we don't know what they do. Honeybee Gardens also had an eyeshadow that started out good too. It had no petroleum base, non-alcohol, no talc, no fillers, no fragrance, no preservatives, no chemical dyes, but it had polyglycerol 3, which is low hazard, iron oxide, which is considered safe, and tin oxide, which used to polish glass. Hmm. Um, yes, there was propylene and butyl <laughs> glycol, which are petroleum-derived, not on that particular product, but in a lot of them. And they're used in antifreeze. They're considered dangerous to workers making the products with them, and they must wear protective clothing and masks and things. So if it's bad for them to package it, it can't be good for us. So you really need to look into all this. You know, my first experience in being allergic to cosmetics, gosh, it must have been 30 years ago, I was um, finding that my eyes were getting really puffy, and I found out I was allergic to the eyeshadow, and I went in to buy some new cosmetics, and she said, what color were you using? And I said, oh, it was, um, at that point, I guess this color was in, it was almost like a plum color, and she goes, oh, a lot of people are allergic to whatever that purple dye is, and I had never, I had no idea, never had a problem, never heard of that, and so I actually stopped using eyeshadows completely at that point. But that was my experience to go, oh, wait, you know, what am I, what am I putting on my skin? And, and it was cause, because I thought that the makeup was bad. You know, they tell you not to keep makeup in your drawer after, right. you know, six months or whatever. And so I would go out and buy something new, and then it was the same, same problem. So 
it's um, these these different chemicals affect each of us in in a different way. But it is easy to go online and find natural alternatives and cosmetics. And when I just typed in that in my search, natural alternatives. There was a list from Birchbox. It was just a short list, but there was a list of 12. And I picked this list because one of these I actually used. So the first one on their list was RMS Beauty, launched by celebrity makeup artist Rosemary Swift. And it's a favorite of models and beauty editors. It's reported that all the products are formulated with food quality, organic ingredients, as in they're good enough to eat. And that's what we just talked about. Because their manufacturing process avoids heat, the ingredients remain raw and are more beneficial for your skin. A couple of other names, Josie Moran, Alima Pure, uh, Vapor Organic Beauty. Now, this was interesting. It read, this chic line focuses on creating high-performing, all-natural products. And there's that word natural again. Every one of the highly concentrated formulas is made with at least 70% organic ingredients and no fillers. So, they're calling it vapor organic, but only 70, at least 70% is organic ingredients. So I don't know. Is that misleading? Um, not sure. It says that the wide-ranging collection ranges from creamy blushes to rich eyeliners. Uh, Dr. Hauschka, this is the brand that I use. According to Dr. Hauschka, makeup shouldn't just cover skin. It should improve its condition. And I love that philosophy. To that end, the brand's products are all natural and made with ingredients from certified biodynamic and organic sources. And I'd have to go check to see, again, is it 100% organic? Um, And not using the word natural because natural doesn't always mean um, the top quality. Uh, While we're talking about cosmetics, I definitely want to share my suggestions for essential oils. It's really easy to mix your favorite essential oil with fractionated coconut oil or uh, my personal favorite rosehip oil and nourish your face and skin. Instead of trying to cover everything up, try and uh, clean it from the inside out. Now, these top choices can include lavender essential oil, basil essential oil, geranium, frankincense, lemongrass, tea tree, clary sage, and neroli. The list goes on and on. And I will put this, uh, a separate post, a blog post on our website that talks about the qualities of each of those essential oils uh, so that you understand uh, which one to choose for what specific skin problem that you may have and and what to use. Tiffany, can can I I break in here? You're breaking up a little bit. Oh dear. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the last little did, thing you were. Did you Did you hear everything I said? I could hear everything. Yeah, I kind of warbled. So okay. I just wanted you to know that. Well, thank you. Sometimes the internet connection does that to us. So. Okay. We'll keep our fingers crossed. So, Candice, when we were growing up, the example for us for makeup, of course, was our mother. Uh, she started in television in 1949 and was on television in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. 80s and 90s, and and uh, when she first started, they had to wear the most awful makeup, which was very orange tone. And you said you recall going to her, actually going to purchase that makeup. Yeah, she took me at one point. Um, I believe this because I needed eyebrow plucking, and I kept fainting when she plucked my eyebrow. She actually <laughs> took me to Max Factor in Hollywood, and and asked them to please do something with me. 
<laughs> but that was my first introduction to makeup, and it was a whole makeup studio. And of course, she, like you said, she was on TV, so she was into that and had to wear it. And it was a horrible color orange. But Heavy, that was my first ugly introduction. Makeup. Right. It was horrible. It looked like I can't even think. I can't even think of anything to describe how orange it was. But mm-hmm. I think you had said like the TV things don't require that anymore. They've got um, right something that they do that. Uh, but yes, it was very and it was very very thick. It was like a paste. So right. we grew up with makeup and watching her, and she was always beautifully dressed. She was always on TV and doing special appearances and stuff. So she was always had makeup and always dressed up. She went through a hat period where she wore big, huge hats. And so she was kind of our role model. And so I don't know at what age we did get into makeup. But I don't, it wasn't early at that point. You didn't do much in high school or whatever. But at some point we yeah. we went into the makeup thing and um I don't think I ever used a whole lot of makeup. I'm not one for foundation, but I do use eye makeup and, um, you know, used it for years. And only in the last few years have I realized, you know, they had so many chemicals and things that started to – actually, it was like my herbal training when I realized there was so much going on with packaging and chemicals and things. So I um, did look into that, and uh, I don't know where I was going with this. but <laughs> Well, let me step back into Mom for a moment. One of the things that – when we were kind of talking about this show and prepping for the show, I said our mom had a lot of uh, skin cancer on her face that for years and years she had to continually have removed. I wonder, I don't remember at any other place on her body, I wonder if that has something to do with the makeup that was so heavily toxic when she was all those years on early television. That's an interesting point because I never thought about that, and she did it. I think it was only on her face, and it was, it was mm-hmm. yes, it went on for a long time, but that stuff, you know, who knows what it was made out of <laughs> at that point. Right. She worked for so many years, and it was so thick, your skin couldn't breathe, and, and uh, I'm sure it had all kinds of things in it. That's an interesting and point. It's, right, and it's so, I mean, cosmetic industry is huge, and, of course, with YouTube and all these beauty bloggers and all of that these days, there is this um, call to action for everyone to look perfect. And, you, you know, what did we say earlier? How many products somebody, um, t- 10, 12 products that a woman 12, uses yeah. every every day? Because when you're talking about makeup, there's, I don't know, there's the under foundation, there's the foundation, there's the concealers, there's the blushes, there's the contouring, there's all of this. And I, yesterday... I was helping my grandniece at an event, and she had not put her makeup on before the event. And I just looked at her, and I thought how beautiful she looked, so natural. And, and you know, it's you, unfortunately these days you, you can't seem to go around and when you're out in the public with, without makeup when, you know, you're a business owner, which she is, and trying to make a certain impression. But I just looked at her and thought she's so beautiful when she's natural without her makeup and but I totally get it you know you we we all want think we need to look a certain way uh, when you get older you don't care about it as much and and so it it you know the 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 idea of beauty becomes something quite different yes i we were talking about this a little bit earlier too and uh I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, well, we're talking about the advertising and, and the people going to do cool sculpt and Botox and all this plastic right. surgery because they don't feel they look 
perfect, and we're not supposed to look perfect. But my impression from talking to people at the shop, too, it's, it's very much a self-esteem issue. And only you look at yourself that way. Right. Because right? I say to them, I don't, when you walk in, I don't go, oh, my goodness, she needs a, you know, an eye lift or whatever. I just accept you the way you are. You're the one that's judging your, your, um, your looks, and you're the one that's deciding that you're not good enough. But that's coming from all the advertising and all the makeup ads and everything to make you feel that you're not good enough and you have to look like you're 20 when you're 80, which is not possible mm-hmm. anyway. But um, it's totally that we have to take back control of our life, our beauty, our you know, beauty products, and we don't need makeup, and we don't have to go to all that. But we have to get the self-esteem and, and understand that we are perfect the way we are and not um, trying to fix the outside without fixing the inside. Right, we want to be we want to be aware of, of working on the inside because no matter how much makeup you put on, if you're not healing from the inside, it's not going to work. Not going to work. Yes. Well, that Candace, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about another important topic. Yes, it's very important we educate because there doesn't seem to be a lot of people that know how important the the cosmetic industry is with their um, chemicals, and we need to educate them, and then we can change that whole thing by um, how we buy and how we, you know, even write or, you know, do emails to different cosmetic companies and ask for natural ingredients because if we're not asking, they're not giving. Right. So that that's a great idea, and we're going to post a blog post about this, so we'll add as many other details uh, as we can think of to add to that so that you have some, some more reference material. I look forward, great. Candace, to uh, to next Sunday, Sunday night. We'll talk about another interesting topic. Okay, great. Okay, take care. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information, I invite you to go to HealingLifeWisdom.com. Click on Blog Archives, and you can find a post that Candace and I wrote on today's topic. And check out the links to the Healing Life Wisdom On Demand podcast, just like this one. Also, follow us on Twitter at Healing Life 444 or Facebook at Healing Life Wisdom. And keep this discussion going by sharing our links with your friends and family. It's so important that we all share on our path to wellness. I'm Tiffany Windsor, and this is Healing Life Wisdom. Have a fabulous, uplifting, and healthy week. Thanks for listening.